Introduce the show. Welcome to Dead Down the Drain with John and Dr. Wilson. Level three. Level three. Sensuality. Welcome, welcome, welcome to one and all. We're here to help. (laughs) (laughs) With what exactly? Everything. Your tax return, a backache. Everything, everything. Everything in life. Life is just a jungle that yeah. you have to fight through all the time. And if you don't watch your ankles, you're going to get nipped. Mm. Have you ever been in the jungle? Right. Uh, as it's in, a pretty straightforward question. Have I've, you ever never, been the ju- I've never been to a jungle, as in Amazon jungle, but I've been in the, the life jungle. <laughs> Is that not a jumble? I think you're confusing a jumble with a jungle. No, life is a jungle. You can get hurt. You can get killed. But ultimately, it's an experience. Have you, not through, have you been through life's jungle? I don't know, really. I, I think I've been sheltered from a lot of it, you know. I, I think that's a symptom of, like, the the modern... That's one of the wonders of the modern world, really. You know, like, it, it shelters you from the... Um, the horrors of life, really, as far as it can. You know, if you've got a steady job, you've got Netflix, you know, you've got, like, a toaster. It's and, pretty uh, mund- it sounds pretty mundane, that, like... Yeah. Well, that is the opposite of the jungle, risk, isn't it? Risk, isn't it? It's just risk. If you take risk in life, you're living. If you don't take a risk in life, you're losing. You're losing. Yeah. You're alive, though. Yeah. You're living in both scenarios. But you're not experiencing it, there. You've got the jungle. risks. Life is a jungle. Yeah, well, you know, I would I would debate you, Wilson, but uh, on that subject. But I th- I think you are in the jungle, having just bought yourself a Porsche. Yeah, I'm right in the middle of like the male menopause, as we talked about a few uh, episodes ago. Yeah, I've uh, decided to um, experience the life of a Porsche owner. What what type of life do you think I've got to look forward to? You're going to be spending a lot of money on petrol. Say as part of the microwave toaster and... Um, I don't see it as an expense. I see it as like a, a lovely bit of life, really. And because I'm in, you know, hitting the middle age, that a Porsche is needed. Well, they're out there. They're out there. There's plenty of other guys got them. Do you think you can join like a Porsche club or something? Or? This is the owner's club. This is the Porsche, Porsche Owners Club. Club, which I will be a fully-fledged member once this is uh, 
And I think that's just going to open a whole can of worms, though, when you turn up and you've put your heart and soul into this Porsche refurb and you turn up and some guy's just totally gone to, to you know, he's got more money than you, he's totally you gone like, to town. Uh, there's Porsche Envy. Porsche Envy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go to these things. This is this is just for me. There's no and, top uh, tier of a Porsche. You, you, just because you've got a Porsche doesn't mean you're, at the, you're, you're, in, you're winning. No, you it's know. a project. I like projects. I like to keep my mind focused on projects. And this is my main project. Do you know, I've just had a strange, um, like, a, a memory came back to us there from my childhood. I remember co- going around your house when you were a kid and going to, like, your childhood bedroom. And I remember you you were one of those guys that, like, you had little, like, model Ferraris in your, in your room. You know, like a model Ferrari. I did have And a, you had, yeah. like, you had, like, you had car posters and you also had, like, a Playboy duvet set, which I always found quite... Unnerving. Well, as a as a five year old, um, <laughs> you know, Playboy's the way forward, isn't it? When you're five. You, you like bunnies. You like you like bunnies, didn't you? It was, uh, you know, she was wearing a bunny outfit. <laughs> and, uh, I think it was uh, when just... I came back from you know infant school. I just liked to, you know, slip into me Playboy in bunny into me bed. It was uh, had a Playboy, you know, bed spread on it. You know, and look at me, me muscle cars on the wall. And that, that one of the tennis, that woman, that tennis player woman. Oh, yeah, that her. famous shot where she hasn't got yeah. any underpants on. Yeah, she's just scratching her ass. Yeah. Ah, what so about like five uh, again? <laughs> <laughs> I think this um, progression to buying a Porsche. I mean, to be honest, when you think back, if you were five and you had all that paraphernalia in your room, it's taken you quite a while, really. To be able to get this Porsche, I think you've kind of like, you fell off the wagon there a bit. No, no, but I've got there. Yeah, I've got, yeah. There's a lot of people who haven't got there. Over all their life, they've... they've, they've But but I could go out tomorrow and buy a broken Porsche. Yeah, but you haven't got that. It's got to be... From the soul. It's got to be from the soul. You've got to really want this thing. You know what I mean? You've got to put your heart... Do you really want a broken Porsche? Well, it's not me a broken Porsche for very long when I get me 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 massive hands on it, you know, to uh, work it mm. and make it look nice. And when I start that beautiful engine up and uh, start driving oh, around, no. start driving around for no apparent reason, you know, with you know myself full of tattoos and shaving, See, muscly head. I think. Um, that's I've a fan- just, fantasy you can only have when you've got ample parking. I think, I think. that I'm going to just slip out. By the time it's done, I'll be I'll be at quite an age, and uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a, it's all I'll have. You know, just a nice car, and um, you know, memories of my youth. Going back to your five year old bedroom. Best time in life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, muscle car. I mean, I think. Hold I, on, uh, what about this? What, what, what was your five-year-old bedroom like? I obviously had like. I, you know, I think scant- I scantily clad women all over me bed sheet and posters on the wall. The women well, scratching their asses and muscle cars and all that stuff. And it's, it's interesting you should say that because, like, uh, I think I had a He-Man duvet set, but when um, 
so Heyman, you know, obviously a cartoon, but when, when you actually go back and analyse what Heyman was wearing and the people around him, yes, he was, I mean, very, he was scantily clad. I mean, wasn't they, he, really? were, they weren't wearing the most he was like uh, a really muscly, scantily clad blonde man. Uh, he had kind of a similar outfit to like you know that outfit that Cher wears in that Turn Back Time video. You know, just like <laughs> is that the one which is on the, like, the aircraft carrier? Yeah. <laughs> Just like a strategically placed belt. I think that's like kind of what Heyman, Heyman had on, didn't he? He did. He had a bit of a breast, like a cross. He did, eh? It was like a bondage guy with anything. What a crazy... And he was fighting a skeleton. <laughs> like, God. Let's come up with this. Pure satanic shit. There's two writers sitting in a room, right? We want to make a cartoon, right? And uh, I think one of the lads should be really, really buff. And yeah. wear, like, basically nothing. And he's fighting a skeleton. And, uh, you know, that's the premise of the cartoon for children. And uh, who, who commissioned this? So, you know, you've got two writers. And he's got, like, a cowardly cat. And then you give the cat some, like, LSD or something, and then the cat turns into this crazy, get totally wild-eyed nutter. You know what I mean? So you faded, you know, he's got a sword. By the power of Skull. Basically, he's given Battle Cat, or Battle whatever it's called, some hard drugs. And the cat turns into this wild animal. And it'll attack anything, and he rides the back. He's on the back of it, you know. And he's oh, it's freaky shit. Crazy. That's why it's not on the TV today. Like kids, you know, they're smart now. You know, you can see straight through. They realise there's some satanic elements of it. I mean, uh, you know, like you imagine like Hasbro turn around and say, "Oh, we want to start flogging." Like we've got Transformers on the scene, and we want to get into like uh, selling some. uh, I think I think He-Man was Mattel, actually. I may be wrong here. Some He-Man fan will get back to us. But I think Transformers was Hasbro, and I think Mattel were He-Man. I mean, I don't that's, know that's for sure. That's that you really have a I was an 80s that, child. Like, but um, you can imagine some dude at Mattel say, for, for argument's sake, he turns around and says, oh, we've got to like take these Transformers on. We're losing a lot of money here. And uh, they say, okay, we'll, we'll, start, we'll, we'll create a cartoon, right? Let's get the best two names in the business so they go out there and they find these two dudes who are going to script this cartoon why was, he, why was he called Heyman? and they sit down and they go there's two of these guys right and they say the first one you know he turns around to the one he says well what are your ideas what are you into and he says oh I'm basically into male bodybuilders and he says uh, I want them oiled scantily clad and heroic and he says what are you into and he goes oh, I'm into satanism Necrophilia. Yeah. He says, I'm in, I'm in Alistair Crowley, Satanism, <laughs> and Skinny Birds. And then Skeletor is born. And that is basically the crux for Heyman Satanism and bodybuilding. I think you've hit the nail right in the head there, mate. You and, mean you're sharp as a tack tonight, mate? And that's that's what me, um, that, that's what my duvet cover had on. Without Heyman. Bloody hell. You should have had, like, a, a playboy one like me. Well, I mean, it, it, it's led you on to buying a muscle car, but I can't really say what Heyman did for me, really. But you're a very practical car. <laughs> he did, eh? Yeah, very practical. Well, I mean, if you fight naval, you can't be doing it, and, you know, you've, you've got to be doing it in a util- utilitarian vehicle, haven't you? I do yeah. have a cat. Well... Do you ride it? 
to give it LSD and ride it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the 60s anymore. I think you're talking to Charles Manson here. I mean, uh, I'll just give him, I'll just give him the odd biscuit and just, oh I will have been through this. I'll smack his ass in it. Yeah, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to divulge into that. Well, uh, I mean, um, I'd love a muscle car, but... How have I got on the hey man about me buying a Porsche? That's what I'm interested you've, you've, in. You've taken a lot on that. <clears throat> What's happened is, is I've seen, I've, I've, I've saw an opportunity to purchase something that could better my life. And I've decided I'm going to do it. And in the future, I'll get to drive around in a better vehicle that I already have. But it will do less miles to the gallon, but I will be in a status car. And I will look like a very sad old man driving it. But every time you see people in these cars, it gets to a point, it's like you get to a point in life, right, where you've got a bit of cash, you know, your kids are growing up, and you still think you're a child or a teenager or in your early 20s, and everything you want when you're in your, like, your late teens or early 20s, you can afford in your 40s, so you buy it, and you look stupid. But anybody younger than you <laughs> thinks you look stupid. But you think you look great, and you're like, "I'm going." I don't. I, but the thing is, I'm at that age now. I don't give a shit. Once I'm spotted in this car driving around, you know, people go, "Look at that fucking idiot! Look at the state of him." And I have to think, I don't. I don't give two fucks, mate. I've I've done it. So I'm happy. I'm just, it's my happiness accounts. That's what I'm saying. It's my happiness accounts. Your car's like a fuck you to the world. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. I fucking made it. I've got a fucking Porsche, man. I've done it. On a budget. <laughs> I've See, done it on a budget as well. If you want to make, like, a, a fuck you statement, like, wouldn't a monster truck be, like, a better option? Because, like, you would be taking up both lanes of the road at all times. Like, if you were stuck in traffic, you the car, the bottom of the vehicle is so high that you could just basically drive over the cars. Yeah, I can see where you're going with this. That, that's, uh, an, I mean... That would be the ultimate the, fuck you, wouldn't it? I mean, we're going back to the 80s, isn't it? The big, big, what's it, the Bigfoot? And the, the, the grave digger? All of those type of things. But at the end of the day, man, fucking hell, man. What are, the price of tyres for those things would mm. be ex- extortion. I mean, how the hell do you get into the damn things? I've got a funny know. story about monster trucks, actually. Well, it's not that funny, but... Um, you just got a story. I've got a story. I was on I was on the Isle of Man for the um, TT races. Wow, we all love the Isle of Man TT. Yeah, we do. And, um, me especially. I, I was oh, at a park. Goodness me. I was at a park in Douglas, and um, I bought myself an ice cream, and... Uh, I was walking around this park and had like boat rides and stuff and whatever, but I noticed they had monster truck rides. And uh, did you ever go? I went up to this sign, and it said monster. Tr- I, God, bear in mind, I paid two quid for. Um, Seems a fair price. A ninety nine and a flake. What? Right. And what you meant for the ride? Uh, no, you, no. you paid two quid for a bloody ice cream. I paid. Fucking vampires, I, I, I paid two quid for a, um, like a 99 ice cream. And then I walked up with this monster truck sign and it said, um, monster truck ride three quid. 
That seems a, still seems a fair price. That's reasonable, isn't it? That's a reasonable thing. So, did you actually get in the damn thing? And like, how did I, you do it? Like ladder? No, did you I, climb on the tire. Or? I didn't. I just want to say, like, any monster truck fans out there, if you're considering, you know, going for a ride in a monster truck, get yourself the Isle of Man. You know, it's very reasonable. I mean, you've got to pay like four hundred quid to get there on the plane, like, but. It's only three quid for the monster truck when yeah, you get like there. Four hundred quid on the plane, about three hundred quid for digs. You, you know, it's, uh, it's it's reasonable to go for a ten minute ride in a, a monster truck. A ten minute truck. ride is going to cost you seven hundred and three pound. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very very reasonable. It's only going to be another about you know another fifteen people in the cabin with you as well. So, but is it worth going back? You know, why, why don't we see like monster trucks on the road? Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Are there, is it because of the you know that the price of is it the tires? Is it the price of tires? Is it the car tax? Is it the truck tax? What is it? Why don't anybody? I mean, isn't it a viable? I think it's because you can't get out of them. I think once <laughs> just, once you're up there, you just be there. You're for, stuck you're there. there for life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've got to get a step ladder out to get into the cabin. In the you? cab, you can't. There's nowhere to put a ladder to get out. <laughs> So, so you're once like, you're in, that's it. Once you're in, Shit. you can't you're really stuck. you can't really nip down to Morrison's in a monster truck because you get no. down there and you're like, well, I can get, I can jump down, but I kind of get back up with the shopping. So that's why you don't well, say that. You're right. He's better off for the pot, shall he? You know <laughs> what I mean? Jesus. <laughs> Come on, then. Uh, was that a question? That wasn't, even a truth <laughs> it wasn't accept- it? that wasn't even a truth acceptance yeah, question. Yeah, it was a false... Um, let's go for it. Let's next, right, well, let's well go. hang on, hang on. Before you embark on that, we actually got a question from a listener. Ah, so, um, yes. There's a listener out there, Paul. He, he had a question to ask, and uh, I'll just... Um, I'll use the internet to... Uh, to access the question. To access the question. Isn't it great, the internet? Please hold. Okay, so... Paul asked, how important does a person have to be before they are considered assassinated instead of murdered? He says he loves the show and at some point he hopes to meet up because he's a guy from Sunderland. So yeah. yeah. One day, Paul, you know, if you're, if you're lucky, we might... Uh, we love you. We miss you. We'll meet you in a car park. We'll miss in you. In a monster truck. Yeah. And I'll be in my Porsche. Yeah. Yeah. What you're going to turn up in, that's a big question. So, how important does a person have to be before they are considered assassinated instead of murdered? I must say on the outset, um, it's quite a grim question, really. I, I don't know I'm going to put What's, a funny, funny what, slant on this. Why is he Why is he uh, being so grim? Well, I mean, this, do you think this guy's facing a court case or something? I has, mean, he, has he actually... Do you think he's actually shot somebody and wondered, have I actually assassinated somebody or have I actually murdered somebody? I think if you, someone asks you to do it, then that's an assassination. Do you think he's an actual, like, he's in a court case, he's been, and like... I think he, he's he, in a bit of trouble, this guy. Like, he sounds as if he's, like, he's actually done he's something. Could, he's come to us for legal advice, I yeah, mean... that's always just what to get the to, best, like... the best thing you can do, I really. think the best thing... You, yeah, exactly. The best thing to do... <laughs> You've come to the right place. ...is come to John and Wilson and ask if, um, you know, how do I get out of this because I'm, I'm in a bit of trouble. Well, as, as a level three doctor of sensuality, what do you think about assassinations? <laughs> <laughs> 
is uh, is, is somebody who might have or might not have done something or allegedly done something in the past. Your your uh, assassinations have all been on the dance floor, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh dear me. Yeah, it's uh, it's happened. It's happened. I have assassinated and murdered some tunes in the past yeah. through with, with the medium of dance. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to the question, I will say, like in past experience, um, you know, if you're assassinated, mm. um, you must be a public figure, I suppose. Yeah, true. People true. Yeah, who people know. Well, he is saying how how important does a person need to be? So could like all right. Well, think of the lowest level celebrity celebrity you can think of. Okay, what about that woman who threw that cat in the bin? So if she got killed, would that be an assassination? Yeah. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Would it? No, it wouldn't. I think. Uh, no, it wouldn't. That's like a low celebrity. Everybody knows yeah. who she is. She's like a notorious cat disposer of her. So if you shot her, you've uh, you haven't assassinated her. You've like just helped the cat population, haven't you? Really? Yeah, you've done the cat, not, cat kingdom a favour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what what's a couple of levels up from her? Then I'm trying to think of a low level. A look like a low level celebrity. Yeah. There's fucking hundreds of them. Isn't There's it? like a threshold, isn't there? There must be a line you can cross, though. Like, I'm trying to think of a low. Like, what about the guy who's in? Um, you know, I'm thinking back to adverts, but like I, I don't have a TV, so like my advert references are. What do you mean? Like you, you want to know a low level? All right, well, like, a Z, one, like a Z list celebrity. Here's one for you: Wolf, Wolf from the Gladiators. If he got killed, would that be an assassination? Oh, I would hope so. Like everybody fucking loved him, didn't? They? I love the Wolf. Like, yeah, can't mess with. If the wolf. he was killed, if he was shot, he he, he would be assassinated. Is that an assassination? Wolf has been assassinated. Yeah, I mean, yeah. fucking who doesn't love the Wolf? I love the guy. Jesus Christ, Did you he's know? a legend. Here's one for you. I'll, I'll, I'll get the picture up just for your pleasure, but for the listener, right? Do you remember the computer game Barbarian for the Spectrum? Nope. You do? Yes, I do. Do you remember it? No. Yes. Um, yes, I do, yes. You had a broadsword. Yeah, there you go. You could behead the guy. Yeah. This is for all the sad wars out there. Well, did you know that Wolf was actually the model how do you know this? Barbarian. How do you know this man? Wolf was actually barbarian. Was he? Was he he shit? was, yeah. Was he? Hang on, I'm, I'm getting the cover up now. Spectrum. So all the shadows out there can look this up. There I we just go. didn't believe this. There we go. Show me the picture. And the woman in the picture is Maria Whitaker. Right. Do you remember her? Yeah, shout out to Maria Whitaker. Nope, I, <laughs> shout out. Who, I don't know who she is at all. You don't? No. Fam- famous 80s pinup model. There you go. There's Wolf and there. Um, shit. You've just thrown. You've just <laughs> wow. You've just thrown the internet at us. I have, yeah. Dear God. That's Wolf. That's a Wolf man. It is. What a sexy man he is. <laughs> look at this. Look Powerfully at that. built, isn't he? Look at that bloody haircut. Jesus Christ. Look at his axe. <laughs> and the woman to the left. She it's is. Maria Whitaker. Maria Whitaker. Do you not remember oh Maria Whitaker? Was she on Gladiators as well? No, she was just like a pinup, like Sam Fox style, you know, like she's Sam... much better than Sam Fox. I mean, 
Sam Fox was the blonde and she was like the brunette equivalent. Bloody hell, man. Look at that. There you go. I can't, so, you've got to... I'm trying, I so can't if you, describe if, that, this. if you killed that guy, would that be a murder or assassination? It's got to be assassination. Yeah. My goodness me. I'm not even looking at the wolf. I'm looking at... Uh, Maria. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. So, like, I'm trying to decide where the water level is, so wolf's an assassination. I'm so, so pleased Paul's asked this question, like, because, like, I've got the look of this woman what, what, holding this... Chopper. There's something what? long and slender in our hands, and uh, some people call it a sword, but... Uh, what, what about um, Derek Akora? Hold on, where, where's it going in this? Well... Like, if Wolf's an assassination, is Derek Akora a murder, or is he an assassination? Uh, he's just been murdered. He isn't high on the... Uh, yeah, he's just been... He can't be assassinated, Derek Akora. You know, he's just a ghost himself, isn't he? He's just wandering about. He's not even real. All right, you sound really confident in what you're saying there. So where's the line drawn? You, you must have someone who sits comfortably between... Derek Akora and Wolf from the Gladiators. These are low-level people, really, aren't they? But, like, looking at that picture... Oh, my dear, dear, dear. (laughs) (laughs) What a wonderful picture of a wonderful woman. Are you going to go out and buy a Spectrum tomorrow? Yes. No. Right, so... um, Right, right. Okay, right. I'm going to go back down to seriousness here. Uh, If you're assassinated, you're a public figure... And um, if you're murdered, you're just a, you know, you're just a worker, really. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm going for. You're a public figure. You get assassinated. You're a public figure, and if you're being murdered, you're just unlucky. You're just a, you know, working type of normal dude. So, have a think about this, John. Have a think about this. I'm going to sit back here and watch you think. <laughs> I'm going to sit and have a drink and watch you think. I'm just trying to rationalise what you're saying because I want, I want, I want Paul to, to to listen to us. Well, what, whatever he's involved with, and whatever now. he's involved with now, we want to help him. We want to help him out. You know, I mean, who he's chopped up it's or not, shot or whatever. Whatever was advised, though, it's not legally binding. We know he can use guns. That's the thing. We know he. We know he's. he's, he's uh, Doesn't mean he should. So does he think he's assassinated somebody, or does he think he's murdered somebody? Do you think he's killed Wolf from the Gladiators? Like, he fucking better not have. I haven't seen him for a long time. I think he just owns a gym now. What, Paul? No, Wolf. From the gladiators. Yeah, he owns a gym. I tell you what, if he's done the other, other person and that is it. What's that bird? Maria called Whitaker. That would be a true assassination. I tell your you books. what, if he's done it, me and you are going to assassinate Paul. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Whitaker. How dare he? Even though she should be about seventy now. Let's see if we can find Maria Whitaker on the internet. This is just getting seedy now, isn't it? Really. <laughs> <laughs> Should I do this on my own time? Bloody hell, man. Let's just have a look at this this page three girl from years ago. What she look like now. Listen, she's going to look about 60. She's going to be about 65 and a bit saggy. It's, it's too confusing. There's too many pictures. Yeah, switch it off, man. Switch it off. We don't need to look at the tablets anymore. We're here now. There's me and you. We will help Paul out with this situation. Right. Uh, it's a public figure, mate. 
um, if you've shot somebody who's in the public eye, it's assassination. If you haven't, hang on, hang on then. So if you've, a, we're just talking about Wolf from the Gladiators there. So if you've appeared on the cover of a cassette tape for the ZX Spectrum, is that an assassination or a mur- murder? Assassination. It's a public figure. Everybody's had that tape. Well, on to a new and exciting subject, John. It's uh, yeah. something fabulous. We've actually got a new sponsor, and uh, this is something fabulous. It's called Love Barn. They really like us, and they've invested their time and effort and money into us, so we've got to give them a mention. Wow. You know, I actually saw you a little bit earlier. You had, like, a, a demonic smile on your face. There was sweat coming from your brow. I thought you were looking at a dirty mag, but when I got closer, I saw you were looking at a graph, so is that why... Yeah, it's very personal. Have they not talked to you? Love Barn? Uh, yeah. Not yet. Oh, right. Uh, well, we'll discuss this later. Let's have, a, let's have a listen what they've got to say. Welcome to Love Barn. Maybe tonight you will get lucky and meet the partner of your dreams. Just ring our number and add the box number of your favourite date. It's Dave from Sunderland. Hello women, hello men and women, I'm Dave, or Davey for short. If you choose me tonight, I will take you to the Metro Centre in my Ford Focus. I will feed you until you are satisfied, or until I make you stop. After, I will buy you an item of clothes that you like. I will keep the receipts in case we argue or you laugh at me. I will bring towels for the van, or if you end up back at mine, I will give you a lift back before nine, cos I work shifts. My box number is 66... Mum, I'm talking to the telling man! Thanks, Dave. Here's Trisha from Redcar. Hiya, love. I'm Trisha. I'm looking for a new fella. Thought I'd try meeting someone off the telly. I'm looking for a lad who's working. Can't be asked with another tosser sat on my couch. I mean, I, I will toss you on the couch, but I'm not paying for your cans. Hey, <laughs> I sound proper dirty, don't I? Well, you can do what you want, really. I can't be asked to move out of the way. My box number is 886. Well, thanks to Love Barn. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to Love Barn. That was quite a saucy little um, performance there, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. It really was. I hope Trisha gets... uh, Finds what she's looking for. I I hope Trisha gets it. You know, I think she probably does get it quite often, um, judging on what, what you said there. But you know, yeah, yeah. you know, she's not going to spill out on it. She's not going to splash out on cans, is she? No, she might splash out on something else, but like, well, not, not, not alcohol. No, she probably does splash quite a lot of things. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, should we just get it? Should we just go back to the the pineapple? Should yeah. we go back and have a... Let's consult the pineapple yeah. of truth and see um, what, what's, what it what's brings in, forth. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. What's in the pineapple of truth? Why is the bicep the best muscle? The bicep. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. That's a good... Uh, 
that's a good topic of discussion because I mean the bicep, you know, it's it, it's so like highly prominent. Re- it is, yeah. You know, if it's someone there, it's out there. It's always out there. You know, if, if someone says, "Oh, shows your muscles," you don't like sort of like turn to the side and mm-hmm. lift your shirt up and say, "Have a look at me intercostal muscles across no. me abdominals." You know what I mean? Uh, you're right. I, uh, I mean, you just flex your arm. At you them. just yeah, you do. You just flex your arm in front of somebody and go, "Look at that." That's that's what I'm. That's what I'm about. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, this is the whole, the rest of it's absolutely fucked. But this that, that bit <laughs> but, is uh, absolutely. But yeah, it, uh, yeah, for me. That is the best muscle in my body. Is oh, it? Yeah, my the rest of us is just like just blubber. The only thing that's firm and solid is the bicep. Is the bicep in my in my book? So, uh, do you put a lot of emotion into the bicep, or you know, is that sense? You see, I, I I find that like I only look at one bicep. Like I, I discard the other one. I only look at the because I'm right-handed. I only look at the right bicep. Yeah. I just leave the left bicep alone. <laughs> is it withered? I don't even. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not even going to look at it now. I you can't know? even see it. I, I don't. I can't see it. Have you even got a left arm? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's so much that the body's got so much to offer, and I just think, you know, just the one pointy arm muscle doesn't really like tell the whole story about your physique, does it? It depends what you're wearing as well. I suppose, like, if you're wearing some sort of uh, tight fitting clothing mm. then a lot of your clothes are quite tight I've noticed they don't the, the, the only reason they are tight is because they don't go past like 5XL that's, <laughs> that's why it's a very limited market you know uh, so the only thing that I mean everything's tight so I look down and I look at I can, I can, I've got quite a big chest popping out uh, do you know even me son even me son says to us you got to get rid of these dad you got to get rid of these <laughs> you know for the listener he, he flicked he flicked me man be whooping down my own son <laughs> he says you got to get rid of these dad and I was like look but look at the bicep son look at that it's it's <laughs> fucking massive and then it, like I looked at my other arm and it's just like like <laughs> like withered there's it's no muscle it's, it's knackered there's nothing there I'm not saying I do everything with me right Arm, I'm, I, you know, I, I do write a lot, and uh, you know, I do one arm press ups, so that must be why my right arm is bigger than the left arm. It's weird, your voice like changes when you lie, it's really strange. I don't understand. How, how I don't do, know if I'm only I, picking up on that. How could it change? I don't lie at so, all. So, when your son um pointed out your man breasticles, yeah, you're saying he started like. He made a hand gesture. Was he flicking underneath his, flicking. his own or yours? No, mine, mine, he actually flicked oh, it he up actually, and down yeah. for the wobble. And I <laughs> so was you like, assaulted you, like, actually? Well, I can't, like, get my son arrested for, listen, uh, I'd like the, <laughs> ring a 999, I'd like the police, please. Uh, <laughs> my son, uh, what's the charge? Uh, my son, you know, a very fit man. You know, into into the gym work. So he flicked me. He, he flicked me right boob. He flicked me right boob up and down. Uh, I can't say that to the police. What, the, what, what, the, what's the charge? There's no the charge police there. turn around you and say, "Do you not breastfeed your son anymore? That's neglect." That Wilson. I'd say, uh, look, you, he's you a, go he's, down he's, for that. He's a grown man. The breastfeeding finishes at fifteen. Yeah, you're saying he, he goes to the gym, though. I mean, he obviously, like, he must be consuming a lot of protein. You know, I think a bit of male breast milk is going to help his muscular development. Like. Listen, you're having a go at me because I haven't lactated for the last 17 <laughs> years. 
How dare you? <laughs> I just think you could... I popped a dribble of milk, milk out. When, when <laughs> I popped a dribble of milk out. <laughs> I popped a dribble, a dribble of milk out when he was one and a half, you know, because I was, like, sympathetic to the, you know, to his mother. Did you? Uh-huh. You had a sympathetic... Um... Lactation. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. It finished. Oh, my God. Do you know what I mean? I felt absolutely useless. Lactation. Useless as a parent, you know. It was awful. But... I mean, the police would just basically say, like, you know, um, that's just male parent to son bonding. Um, he, he went to touch your breast. Um, have you tried breastfeeding him? And you're just wasting <laughs> official time. Yeah, you know? away with you. Yeah, you know, uh, I wouldn't ring the police about away that. With like. you. They would take us in. They would, they would whack a bra on us and take us in straight away. <laughs> so they arrest you and they, they, they do you for indecency because you're not even wearing a bra. Exactly. Straight in. <laughs> You know they're like in Yorkshire. <laughs> so I'll be knackered. But you trollop, get a bra on. So, but as as he was flicking me, me, me ample man boob, I, I, I took a look. I took a quick look down to the right bicep, and the the man boob was just forgotten about because I thought he could look at that. <laughs> that's, that's that's powerful. That's so, powerful. So like I it? do believe that it's the it's the main the the, the main, major muscle major muscle in any unfit, you know, overweight man. I don't know what it's like for a woman, you know. I don't think their biceps are... Well, I mean, if you... Like, if you consider, like, the the bicep is basically the, the, the breast of the arm, isn't it? And if you think of it from a woman's perspective, should should be, like, quite... Should be quite disfigured if our biceps were bigger than our breasts. I mean, that would be... That would be quite... I've never even yeah. seen a woman's bicep. My, my eyes never stray away from the centre. Yeah, I don't think the centre console. I don't think many people sort of like hold the, a woman's bicep in high esteem. I think it's more of a, a male thing, really. Maybe a man with a heavy penis. Mm-hmm. How heavy, like? Well, like a car battery. Something really substantial. Substantially heavy. Uh huh. You know, I mean. Well. Well, like a sack of titties or something. A sack of titties, yeah. If a man has a, you know, an enlarged fun zone, yeah. maybe he has to search around for women with big arms to, to support these, <laughs> support these, you know. Like a stru- structural he's, integrity. He's, he's male gender. And that's the only way I would think of it. But as a, as a man, you know, you see a lot of blokes walking about, you know, They've got tattoos on their arms, and you know they go to the gym. They've got their big biceps and everything. But then, do they ever get their cocks weird? You know, you know, you've got big arms, and it's like, wow. But how much does your cock weigh? Is that a? I mean, you go to the gym, don't you? And you've got the weighing scales to stand on. Yeah. Maybe they should have one for <laughs> for, for that for that appendage. You know what I mean. These lads, they won't even... They'd be on know eBay. What, you know what? If they had some sort of, like, weighing scales for that, they wouldn't have to be muscly. You know what I mean? you just walk in. Yeah. And there'd just be weighing scales for the, for, for the male genitalia. Do you know what? I've been, I've, I've been on a bit of an 80s rock thing recently, and I've, I've been on YouTube watching quite a few um, retro, kind of, like, hair metal era 
videos. Are we talking about like if you've been watching Men in Spandex? Yeah. <laughs> oh my and god. And I, th- I think I think what we were talking about there about the the basic like um, net net weight of your uh, penis. I think that was a big thing in the eighties. Judging by the clothes they wear in some of those metal videos, like. Uh, there's some serious lunchbox on 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 the stage. Yeah, man. That, that, yeah, well, so you think like the women in the, the bicep kind of was it, it, the bicep wasn't as prominent, I would say, as it is now. I it think was, it sounds like the it was bicep all about was your groin. prominent in, the, in women uh, back then. You in know, the 80s. Yeah. what like eighties bodybuilding women? Isn't that like Jane Fonda? Didn't she do like the eighties? Fitness video. She did. Uh, she I? got the weights, some lightweight, and she was like doing the bicep curls, <laughs> like constantly. You did know? you think she had a good set of guns? Like, Jane um, Fonda. Yeah, I was kind of kind of young at the time, man. But she obviously had an agenda. You know what I mean? Mm. She must have had the agenda. She she'd seen the. She'd seen the rock videos of the time. She thought uh, I better get some like arm strength here, like otherwise I'm gonna. I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna fail as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like the. You know, you go to the gym and you do see like fat guys camped out on the bicep curl machine, and they You're don't just talking move. talking about me. It's me, isn't it? The same. <laughs> just talking about me. <laughs> They're like you, you can't get on the thing because there's someone always sitting there, and you're looking at them, and you think because you know, they can't get up, they're so unfit. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get up. The, they just. It's the only. It's only pl- decent place for a sit down, isn't it? The bicep it's, it's, curl it's machine. It's the overweight um, guys' um, machine of choice. But they've got they tend to have beautiful arms, like yeah, I've got, I've got beautiful arms, They're huge. <laughs> They're absolutely massive, just like the rest of us. Absolutely huge. But they're the only <laughs> things that have actually got muscle on. You know what I mean? The rest of it is just like a like a massive, you know, like jellyfish cross, like a like a hormonal jamboree. Yeah, knackered, absolutely <laughs> knackered. So as a for me. The, the 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 male bicep, my bicep mm. is, the, is the best muscle for me. That's me, but that's that's my opinion on myself. Don't be so down on yourself. I mean, I'm not. It's fabulous. Don't. I mean, my biceps bigger than some people's heads. I mean, you lactate as well, though. So that was a long time ago. Oh, that was sorry. a sympathetic lactation. <laughs> uh, like people go through, uh, you know, sympathetic pregnancy. You know, the, like the, feel, the feel of pains and stuff like that. I saw me son being born two months later. Little, I had a little dribble out there. Like a tear of milk. Out the left, after left teeth. Out, out of the left teeth. No, the and left. I was like, Jesus Christ. Wow, that's the that's the devil's tit, isn't it? The the left. It's like a witch's tit. That the the left hand path in life is the is the satanic path, Wilson. I think you're strolling on the dark side there. So you've got like a withered left arm and your left nipple lactates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Animus corpus. <laughs> no, no, this is not funny. <laughs> I need help. Jesus Christ. The right side of my body is like prime. The left side is like, it's it's, just, it's been possessed. <laughs> it's been possessed. Oh my god. I'm going to have to get the gym and do the... Do the you've left, like, the left side of my body. You've got to, you've got to do some repetitions and squeeze Satan out of your the left hand side of your body, Wilson. So will I be free if I lactate out my right nipple? I suppose if you did both, then that would be you balance, know, balance, balance, yin and bring, yang, yin, yin and, and yang. yang, yeah. Right, uh, I'm not really bothered about the question now. I'm bothered about my whole like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my whole physical 
the old situation. satanic withered left hand lactating side <laughs> that you've got going on there. Bloody hell. I'm half <laughs> woman, I'm half witch, half man. <laughs> right. Uh, I bet you're a canny lad. Oh no. Truth accepted. I just might wear these tears before I get the next <laughs> question. Uh, I'm checking. I'm checking it's the right colour. That's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, Which function would you add to a Japanese toilet? (laughs) Right. What functions have they got? You've been in Japan. A a Japanese toilet? Do you not? Do you not know much about the Japanese toilet? No. Oh, Wilson. When you when you go to the toilet in Japan, it's like you know, like when you give your nana like. A, a mobile phone and she just looks at it and she just thinks what the hell is that you know she's just confronted with so much technology she right. you know it's baffling she this is even... all new to me I don't but the Jap- a Japanese toilet you, you basically sit talk down talk us through it talk us through walking in the door well yeah you know you, you go to the toilet yeah you open the cubicle door and there's a white porcelain pot there and ostensibly it looks the same as a western toilet but you notice that there's kind of like a control panel next to the toilet with like loads what? of... What? Is there a TV or something? Well, well, you sit down, you know, and this control panel's on your right-hand side, like kind of like an 80s um, uh, space shuttle control panel, I would imagine. So <laughs> it's all like wipeable and it's white and it's colourful. What? And it's got these esoteric symbols on it because, you know, you're in Japan. Yeah, I'm going to clear what's so anyway, going yeah... Do you press the button, even if you don't know what the, the main, you, you've been pressing these buttons and... Well, I mean, this is my experience. I, I was in a shopping centre and... Uh, these went, are public toilets. I went to a public toilet. It's every toilet in Japan. I went to a public toilet and I sat down there and uh, I looked to the right and, like, I look at this control panel and, and there's, like, a, um, a button that has musical notes on it. And what? I think... What? Uh, okay, so I press it and... Um, what? What? And then this like sort of canned, like this like Jim, you know, like the James Last Orchestra from the seventies or something. Is it like, like meditation music? No, no, playing. it's just like real jaunty, like um, real happy, like yeah, yeah, like TV game show. La, la, yeah. la, la, la. It, just to disguise the sound of your straining and the you know your farting <laughs> noises. I think they're so embarrassed about like Bodily social, social like. interaction and have to mask it with like music. It's not that you're not you're not socially interacting when you have a shit. You know, it's, like, it's, it's just a bodily function and people think, oh my god, people are even this fucking fart and shit. It's not a social thing. No, it's you not. don't you don't socially gather to. I don't know what they expect in there, really. I mean, so the, you can press the button. So you can press the button to play music so it hides any sounds yeah but when you think about it if you walked into a toilet and you heard music playing you'd know immediately what the person was doing in the cubicle by merit of the music playing you're thinking he's playing an instrument he's he's, he's singing (laughs) what a fabulous musician that guy is in the the cubicle (laughs) (laughs) he should he should have been he should have a recording contract he's playing the tuba (laughs) (laughs) how do you get in there so <laughs> it's, it's quite a big so what, instrument. So what other buttons? So are anyway, on the, you know, the... so music starts playing, right? And then I say another button. You know, I finish my business. I press this button, right? And there's like a whirring sound. And what, what? like you know, like you can hear a small motor just. Like a car, like a, like a small no, car. No, 
not a car, you know. Motorbike, like a 50cc motorbike, I'm being very... Uh, <laughs> no, no, just a kind of a, a muted... An like, electric motor has started. Yeah, like a really small electric motor. So you hear this whir and just like... Mm, so I hear a... Mm, just for a few seconds. Just... Mm, click. Stops. And I go, all right. And then... And I go... Oh, oh, and... I got like a jet of cold water directly on the re- on the, on the anus. How how how? So have you have you had the shit? Yeah, you've had your shit. You, well, I'm trying to flush the thing, and I press well, this button. This after the shit, you like you've got. A, so you've sat down, you've not touched the panel, you've had a shit, and then you press the button for you press the button, the music turns on, and yeah. then you've gone fucking hell, what's that? I just want to flush the damn thing. Then you press another one, and there's a jet of <laughs> jet of water. Edge. A, just a, a jet of water directly on the anus. Right. Uh, what, what was that experience like? I tell you what, it was a bit eye-watering, but I got used to it. Did you start? What do you mean? Like, did you just start crying? <laughs> <laughs> I started like. Um, you start crying. A, a single white white like... tear came out of the left breast. <laughs> <laughs> was it just loads of like loads of crazy like tuba music? <laughs> you were just like yeah. crying at the same yeah. time. I basically got my arsehole washed to like a. Um, <laughs> Like an easy listening soundtrack in Japan. <laughs> so, what, did you actually find the flush? What is the flush button? Because that, that surely would have filled the the bowl up more with water. This this would have been touch and cheek. Uh, yeah. How yeah. did you, how did you dispose of the you know the the nasties? Well, I did eventually find the flush, but I was mean, it just like a normal flush behind you on the left, or just a lever? It was, yeah. <laughs> it was just in the regular. It was just in the regular place. It was just a normal place, but you were playing with these. Like, this is Japan. Yeah. This is high tech. Yeah. And there's like fucking music, jet of water up there. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I basically got like a nice little surprise at the end of me toilet experience. But the, the question was: Have you sold it? Have you sold one of those jets in your own uh, bathroom? I haven't. I mean. I I did really enjoy it, but um, I <laughs> I just think it would be a bridge too far to like put it was on my own it, toilet. Was it warm water or cold water? Very cold. Jesus, <laughs> 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 man! I mean, as a doctor of sensuality, I mean, what's your stance on that? Like, I mean, it should have been warm, shouldn't it? Surely, surely, yeah. it should have been a, a, a like a you know a temp- temperature water, just like tickling the. Oh, what the hell, what the well, I suppose like some of the other buttons could have been temperature, but with it being Japan, I, I probably didn't understand. Was the, what the, was the pressure like? I mean, how far <laughs> did this go? <laughs> I did feel like there was a, um, a bit of forced entry going on. Did, have you just been inly jet washed? Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got irrigated in Japan. <laughs> you were in a supermarket. You're just doing a bit of shopping. I'm not. What did you come? You must have like walked out and just went. I mean, you were last just, just like, all right, yeah, we'll go to the shop here. And you must be going like, oh. just like, why? Why is your hair all standing on end? <laughs> why? Why, is why are you t- limping? Why is your t-shirt? Well, but your t-shirt's all wet around your nipples. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bloody hell, man! Is it doctor sensuality though? You, so I could have, I could have like, t- I could have made it warmer, I guess. So I mean, that would be one step towards sensuality. But I mean, I can imagine some people just. Not getting off the, the ever getting off the toilet. No, just just sitting there and enjoying the, the pleasures of the warm jet. Maybe that maybe that music was actually a radio station, and you could just sit there for hours, just flicking through the channels while while a jet of cold water just gently massages your sphincter. Yeah, sphincter. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. Your prostate. I suppose it could be a 
Yeah. Prostate mas- massage machine after a shit. Jesus Christ, you really are on some sort of like ec- higher level sensuality once you, once you bring the prostate into the equation. I don't know what the Japanese do, man. They, they, I mean, you know, they're, they're a high tech civilization, but at the end of the day, like, you know, they've still got job, pl- a job to do. They've still got a job to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, so, you know, we've, do, we've done a preamble there. We've introduced to the listener what a Japanese toilet can possibly, like, um, what what they can do for you, but what what would you introduce? What function would you introduce to the Japanese toilet? Maybe get it on the Western market, right? Um, <clears throat> well, you, you know, you, you, it depends. I, I suppose you know. I think I would have changed the music. You uh, could you have a choice of music? I've no you idea. Know? I couldn't interpret the control a panel. Music. Maybe some sort of um, you know mini mini bar or a, a, a cooler fridge there. I mean, if you're going to be there for a long time and you've got music, if you've got music playing, and, and yeah, if you've got jets of warm or cold water shooting up your ass, you know, the least it could do is give you a couple of beers or <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, temperature on the anus, a uh, couple of beers would be nice. A couple of beers. And uh, the ability to change the sounds. Yeah, and uh, maybe, you know, some sort of massage, like shoulder massage at the same time. Yeah. You know? Wow. Hang on a minute. Do you know how you Hang sit in a, a seat? You sit in like a seat and they've got one of those, like a massage seat. Yeah. And your back gets massaged, right? Yeah. You know, wouldn't that be nice when you're just like, oh, God, you've got rid of all the nasties and you're just like, oh, my God. And your back's doing down. You've got a bit of, you got a bit of music you like playing, you know, and then like the side of the wall opens and like this robotic arm comes out with a bear. So you open the bear up. And your back's getting done at the same time. You're just like, oh, my God, that's wonderful. It's like the best... Hang on a minute. Shit, you've ever read? That, that potentially could be true, but to be honest with you, I'm just I'm just replaying that scenario in my mind, and I'm imagining myself. I walk into a cubicle, right, in a strange place. I turn to face the door. I drop my trousers, right, and then I feel pressure on my shoulders, like real hands. And then I feel a warm jet hit me rectum. <coughs> <laughs> And then someone goes, "Do you want a beer?" <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that's going to work for me. You're, like, you're not actually in a bathroom, are you? You're not, you're not actually in a bathroom. <laughs> oh my goodness me! Yeah. Well, well, well. Uh, well, it was um, it was really good fun talking to you tonight, um, Doctor Wilson. Um, we've, we've covered a lot. We have sports cars, heat man, um, Wolf from the Gladiators, and lovely Paul's uh, Paul's question. And also, we'll have to give a big shout out to. Love Barn. Love Barn, our new sponsor, uh, who without them now, we would be nothing. <laughs> well, that, that's something because we started out less than nothing and I think we're like just kind of levelling up to nothing now. So another another six months we could be um, listenable. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> What's nothing times nothing? Nothing. Listening to Dead Down the Drain. For more information, visit our page at facebook.com/slash Dead Down the Drain. 
Please subscribe to hear the latest episode. You can tweet to us at the down the drain.